This episode is brought to you by Outdoor Class. Outdoor Class is an online video platform geared towards making you a better hunter. Watch instructional videos taught by hunting experts like Remy Warren, Randy Newberg, and Corey Jacobson. After the hunt, learn how to prepare your harvest from world-class wild game chefs like Hank Shaw and Jamie Tagan. Whether it's your first year hunting or you grew up doing it, Outdoor Class will take your skills up a notch. Use code EMPIRE20 at checkout to save 20% off. Visit OutdoorClass.com to learn more. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made-in-America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. Podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week do you spend out As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. Hey everybody. I hope you're all enjoying hunting season. Man, we're in the last week of October as we drop this episode. A lot of bears being treed, hogs being caught, coons being treed. See pictures coming out from the southeast where they're doing some deer dogging. There's a lot of stuff going on out there, and I hope every one of you are having fun. We're going to talk to L.W. Nixon this week on the Houndsman XP podcast. L.W. was raised in the swamps 
of North Carolina chasing hounds, and you're going to hear all about it. And you've heard me talk about Cajun Lights, but I wanted to give you kind of a behind-the-scenes look at who L.W. Nixon is. i got to also give a shout-out to Seth Hall and Derek Tormanen. Derek owns Outer Agenda Artwork. Seth and Derek have been working together, and they have been turning out the artwork and designs for our merchandise. And Seth has got it all set up on our marketplace. You can find that marketplace by going to houndsmanxp.com, our brand new website, and hitting the shop button. It'll take you right into the Red Bubble Marketplace. There's all kinds of stuff in there, everything from a decal to a, to a hoodie, travel mugs, it's all there. We've got the infamous Do Not Drink Steak and Shake Cup loaded and up on the marketplace with the Houndsman XP logo in it. And what an epic story that was. And if you haven't heard it, you can go back to our last point blank and, and get the full scoop and laugh your, laugh your butt off, I'd say. So anyway, check us out at houndsmanxp.com. Join us on Patreon through the website. Take you right over there to Patreon. You can sign up and support us. If you come in and support us at $12 a month, we're going to pay for your Sportsman's Alliance membership. Sportsman's Alliance has got a long history of standing in the gap for hunting freedoms, and especially for us, the houndsmen, the dog hunters. They are there all the time. So we're going to just go ahead and throw our hat in the ring, and, and um, anybody that joins us on Patreon at that level, we're going to go ahead and pay for that membership over there and, and uh, build up our war chest to fight the people that want to take our freedoms away. So stop dilly-dallying. I'm tired of all the tough talk, seeing all the tough talk on Facebook about how nobody's going to take your freedoms away. Well, we're out there trying to make sure that they don't. And I want to say thank you to all the patrons who have come on board with us and said we're tired of it too and are getting in the fight. I had the opportunity today to talk to a very popular person in the outdoor industry that also produces a podcast, and we were discussing how much hound hunting is becoming more of a topic that is discussed all throughout the hunting industry, and it's all because you listen to this podcast that is all about being the voice for the hound hunting community. Great job. Give yourself a pat on the back and and uh, celebrate a little bit today. We're making a difference, folks. The Old South Dog Box is rocking. Let's get the tailgate down. It's time to dump the box. All right, on this episode of the Houndsman XP Podcast, we've got, uh, we're going to call this a sponsor spotlight. And uh, I'm at LW at the Grand American this past year. And um, LW Nixon is the owner of Cajun Lights. You met him at Autumn Oaks. If you stop by the booth at the major events, he's sponsoring a lot of different things in the Coonhound world with those awesome Cajun Lights. But you kind of, let's just talk, let's first of all, welcome LW. Good morning, Chris. Yeah. So I wanted to, we talk on the phone all the time. I was like, man, I need to get you on the podcast. Cause we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about hunting. We talk about seafood. We talk about all that stuff. But, uh, you know, one of my first lights, like the real, when I felt like a real big league coon hunter was a Cajun sweet 16. 
and that was back in the early days of uh you know probably the 19 early 1990s and uh i'm not gonna lie that light was kind of a pain in the ass it was uh it had a little connection issue there on the box but i sent it back in and got it fixed up but but then uh cajun kind of dropped off the radar and you picked it up absolutely let's let's talk about that a little let's let's save that part of it but uh let's just start with where you're at where you're from your background just talk let's just talk dogs and hunting and and why you decided to buy a light company i that sounds like a big uh, hassle to me. It is. <laughs> kind of, I'll kind of put the cart ahead of the horse here a little bit. If you're an avid hunter and uh, you're listening, you ever thought about buying a hound supply or a light business or something that curtails to a hobby you enjoy, it's probably not a smart idea because it cuts into it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I can say the same thing for podcasts. You know, you, you start you start these things, and you think, "Man, I, this is going to be great. I get to do you know business related to what I love to do." And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Holy cow!" Yep, yep. It it it'll overwhelm you and and definitely uh, consume a lot of your time. But the offset is, you know, you, you at least get to see what you're doing out in the field. Uh, you know, I I've grew up with dogs all my life. I've I've always enjoyed having dogs. Um, You've been in North Carolina your whole life? Absolutely. Eastern North Carolina, up here in the northeast corner. Born and raised right in a little town called Rocky Hawk, North Carolina. It, it ain't even on the map. As a matter of fact, uh, it's, in the, it's in the jurisdiction, the zip code, Edenton, North Carolina. But we ain't but a mile from the, the town of North Carolina line, so that's where my P.O. box is. <laughs> so, But I've been right here. This is, this is home. This is all I've ever known. Um, you know, I ain't never done nothing but work, hunt, fish, and go to church, you know, that's about all we've ever had good to do around here. And, and, and it's treated me well, and I, I've definitely enjoyed life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, let's, I want to talk about seafood a little bit. Cause that's where you, that's where you've worked most of your life. Yep. Yeah, I grew and, up on, uh, on the water with my daddy and my granddaddy had a, a, were you commercial that, fisherman? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, my granddaddy started uh, Murray Nixon Fishery. It's probably about 50 years ago. It's getting on top of it anyway. And, you know, he was, he got drafted into the Army and he'd come out and he was fishing and he would fish and Grandma would, would take the fish and deliver them around. They had a little refrigerator in the back of the truck there. And he just took it and grew it from there and started buying fish from other fishermen and it just exploded into the to the industry that pretty much I've always known as life. That's um, that's where the Bubba Gump shrimp story came from. Was from L. W. Nixon and your family in yeah. the army, and uh, and got out and started a a, sh a shrimp empire. Yep. <laughs> they stole yep. your story, L. W. Yeah, but the only problem was we were freshwater, so it was pretty much based on herring and you know bait fish and stuff like that and white perch and just your local freshwater fish until it's expanded now you know yeah yeah so you're it, running up and down the east coast there you're buying seafood and uh you know all that stuff that's your that's like your day job and then your your other day job is cajun lights but uh you know how far you range up and down that coast and and what kind of what kind of stuff you're dealing in now 
Well, we, I mean, we buy fish out of the Gulf of Mexico, slam up to the, to the waters of Maine, you know, mm-hmm. and have them shipped in daily. Um, you know, they get on freight trucks and we got cross docks we pick up stuff from. And it, it's one of those businesses you, once you learn it, you kind of know what trucks to put it on to get it here, to get it there and try to bring it in and redistribute it and stuff like that. Now, do you run a warehouse like that, or do wholesale, or, or are you selling storefront? How you how you operating there? All the above. It's wholesale and retail. We got about 18 trucks, and we uh, we deliver every day, run our trucks up down the road picking up, and we also have a retail um, right, right there at the fish house. Yeah. Yeah, so next year, instead of us going to that um, – that local market there in, in Orangeburg, I'm just going to pick up the phone and call my buddy LW and tell him to bring the oysters with him to Grand American. And yeah, well, we can sure fix some up. For <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> That's a big thing for us is oysters. Yeah. Yeah. These, these guys, we, we went to this market and bought oysters last year and, uh, didn't have a shucking knife, didn't have anything, so we just popped them on the grill for just a second until they popped open and then and then fixed them up that way. But I bet you can shuck some oysters, can't you? I've, I've shucked a few of my time. Yeah. Um, not that it's my favorite, but... Uh, <laughs> you just point us in the right direction, show us the technique, and we'll, we'll shuck them. Well, we can do that for sure. <laughs> well, well, LW, tell me, tell me how you got... Um, how you got involved in hunting and your story behind hunting. We've told this story between the two of us. And, and I just love talking to guys that, that grew up in different parts of the country, hearing how you hunt and things like that. So let's just, let's just dive into how you got into this thing and ultimately ended up buying a hound supply company. Well, you know, ever since I've grown up, it, hunting's been in my family. So it's something that you were kind of born into. And, you know, as I got older, I hunted with my granddaddy and my daddy and my uncles and pretty much anybody that take me when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was what I lived for, hunting and fishing. And uh, I tell you, I, know, I was telling somebody the other day, I'll never forget in, in high school, I hated school. I really did. <laughs> um, I, all I wanted to do was just work and hunt. So... I had done bad in some classes and the only thing that they could restrict me from that they knew would hit home was take away my hunting. And I remember I lost hunting that pretty much that whole winter because I picked up one and dropped the other. And man, that was, that was like a devastating blow to a old country boy like me that just, that's all you live for. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things I've always enjoyed to chase. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've, I've killed my fair share of game, but man, did I love that chase. I love to see a dog hook and do what he's supposed to do. Whether we were rabbit hunting or deer hunting or cat hunting or fox hunting, whatever it may be, you know, if they can hit that track and watch them dogs pull together as a team and, and just do what they, what they're trained to do. I mean, it's, it's no better thrill to me than just to sit there and, and listen to them. And, you know, we grew up in the days we didn't have no, tracking collars you know you blew the horn right. bed up to get them used to your horn so you could call them out the woods so you know it's it talking about tr- truck horn or hunting horn no just truck horn yeah we had a lease you know the club that i was in it was over ten thousand acres and you just ride around and blow the horns mm-hmm. and 
and they come out because they knew that horn reference to uh, feed time. Right. Kind of like you were talking about in the podcast the other day about different commands you give your dog before you feed them to help them mm-hmm. learn. It's the same way we used to do then. You just go back and sure. blow the horn and you feed them. So they realized when you blew that horn, that was your horn. It was time to eat. They were coming out. Right. If they'd been out all day. Yeah. But, uh, what's you know, that, it's, What's that area of North Carolina like to hunt? To Describe the terrain there and uh, where you grew up hunting and stuff. It's a little bit of everything. We got a bunch of big pine thickets to swamp you don't you you hate walking in yeah um we're surrounded by a bunch of water we grew up hunting on boats and in the swamps but it always always come up to a hill too you know so it's kind of a matter of what you wanted to hunt that day now you got to find hill because i've I, like my calling my buddy he says he lives on a hill down in in louisiana and it, i don't see it okay <laughs> it's yeah. about a, it's about a foot above everything else and he calls that a hill well, well, what I'm talking to here is when you come out the water and finally hit dry ground. It ain't no hill you stand on to see the county. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's what we refer to when we say hill, uh, you know, right here. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it, it's it's no hills. There's, there's, you ain't going to see nothing from the hills we're talking about except the water below. <laughs> Uh, and you're, you're hunting deer and fox and all kinds of stuff around there. Is the brush pretty thick in places? Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty thick. It's, it's some rough country right here. More rough than it is pretty. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, over time I've bought a lot of dogs out of States and, you know, it's always been kind of funny to, you know, about when we were fox hunting, you buy a dog or something out of Tennessee, let's say in the mountains and bring him down here. That was the fastest dog you ever seen going up down the hills, and he hit his briars right here, and it's like you took wire brushes down him because he didn't know what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this. we're not in Kansas anymore. No, no. He's yeah. like, he said, I went from heaven to hell real quick. And I'll tell you what, I with the way I travel around with my hounds, I, I see it all the time. It takes a day or two for them to to adjust and and uh, to really get the hang of it they never do i mean I, i'm i'm kidding myself if i think they ever do but you know you you pull a hound up from midwest usa and and go to the southwest and uh, or the coast and it's just different and they they that you just can't replace the dogs that were lived and raised there and same thing for me too you know i think i'm gonna go out there and I used to be able to do it. I used to, 30 years old, man, I could I could get through there. But now that I'm older, it's uh, slowing down a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Getting a little fatter. Yeah, I understand that. The, yep. You know, growing up, we had, a, we had a pair of coon hounds. And, you know, I was a little boy. And, and all we had was these swamps. Well... This is kind of a twofold conversation, but that's all right. You know, we got time, Daddy. Back then, like I said, we didn't have no tracking equipment. We just had compasses. So Daddy, Daddy taught us how to run a compass, and we we get these coon hangs down in the swamp, and he would go to them, and he'd had to pick us up and tow us from Tussin to Tussin or across the swamp run or whatever it may be to uh, to to make sure we got to the tree to to be able to get to the dogs there and they were they were that was some real dogs back in that time when i grew up mm-hmm. and it was no better thrill than that you know than to 
to go out with him. We had an old lab around the house, and if we didn't lock her up, we'd be going to the tree and hear her coming through the swamp. She'd heard the dogs treeing, and she'd run all the way from home to get to them dogs treeing. Yeah. And, you know, just just good old stories like you hear Jerry Clyer tell almost. But, you know, them dogs r- reminded me of where the red fern grows because as they aged out, one of them, one of them had some heart issues and we took her to the vet and he, he diagnosed him with a, with fluid around his heart. He had over large heart. And we kind of, he said, y'all, y'all probably ought to stop hunting. And we did. And it won't long. The old dog died. And just like, you know, in, in the red front grows, the other one just sat right there and mourned itself. And eventually really? behind him, we buried him right there together. I mean, he just, when when one died, the other one just lost all all intuition to hunt at all. I mean, it just it was done. Yeah. So at that point in time, we didn't we didn't really have nothing else started. We had bought some dogs and tried to train some, but you know nothing. It, you know when you start off with good dogs, it's hard to find something to to match that capacity. So I've kind of moved back on to deer hounds and some <clears throat> rabbit dogs and so on and so forth. But, you know, I got back into coon hunting again. And Well, let me back up here. So when I started hunting, we'd bring the lights into it. That's where the twofold come in. Yeah. We, When I first started hunting, our first coon light was the old Black & Decker light that you plug in the wall that was rechargeable. That was mine and my brother's light. Daddy had a Daddy had an old old big heavy belt like the Sunburst, you know, that had all the batteries around it like the bullet bullet yeah. weights. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The old Sunburst light. Had. Yep. But we begged for a coon light and begged for a coon light, and he said, "I'll get you boys one one day." Well, one year for Christmas, he gave me and my brother a uh, a, a night light, the old kitten cooner. Uh huh. And and you you couldn't have told us to. <clears throat> There was anything better out there. I mean, we were we were full blown coon hunters at that point in time. Did you each get one, or did you have to share it? No, we both got one. That was our Christmas yeah. present year. Yeah. So, you know, we were hooked from that point on. But like I say, we lost them dogs, and I kind of ventured into some other hunting and stuff like that, and ultimately come right back around to coon hunting, and and got some decent dogs. And, and when I refer to decent, I see it every day, all day. You know, a, a good dog is a matter of the owner. If he's satisfied with him, don't let nobody else influence you. If he does what you want him to do, how he wants you to do it, all of them you could worth a million dollars one day and sometimes ten the next. Uh, but- Heath, Heath Hyatt and I were having this conversation uh, the other day. You know, we are talking about one of the, guy, the one of the guys said when they listen to some of these podcasts, it makes them just want to go out and get rid of all their dogs because everybody's hunting a perfect dog. And I, I told, I told Heath, I said, people don't realize we're hunting the same, same junk. Everybody else is, you know, it's just, yep. you know, it, it, it's all relative. And, uh, uh, even I've traveled around and hunted with, had the opportunity to hunt with some of the best coon hounds that have ever lived, you know, between the competition hunting and stuff like that. And I've seen them look like, garbage and i've seen them look great you know so anybody that's listening to podcasts that thinks it's all rainbows and lollipops over here and some kind of fairy tale world it, it just doesn't happen no it don't not at all i mean like i say it, 
I've had nights you couldn't give me a million dollars for them, and the next night I'd have probably sold them for ten. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's just hound hunting. It's always been that way, and you know, there's a lot of factors that that play into part there. Yeah. So how how many head of dog you think you kept between you and your brother, your dad, your grandpa? I mean, everybody. I mean, you're talking about deer hunting. You're talking about rabbit hunting. You're talking about fox, and I mean, what your yard look like? LW a lot of dogs too many <laughs> uh, luckily luckily feed won't as high in as it was now yeah um it, it was nothing I mean 150 hounds between all of us you know we just too many dogs but we loved it I mean we were we were eat up with it you know yeah it yeah was, and what what was the main what was the uh, main brand on those hounds like for your foxhounds and your deerhounds and stuff like that, was there any particular combination or uh, breed or combination of breed or anything that you liked? We run we run mainly walkers. Uh huh. But we had some yard dog crossed up in some of them that was that was pretty sharp too. Um, well, I can I can imagine with 150, 150 head, the neighbor's dog snuck in every once in a while. No, we. I tell you, we've all we've all made sure that we yeah. we bite kennels. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, it was really nothing accidentally bred unless one wanted to be a little stubborn and needed to go out on the chain or something like that. Right. Um. But you know, had some cur mixed up in them. I mean, just just a little bit of different stuff, you know, to give some grit here and there because paper has never really mattered to us. It was yeah. all about pace, you know. It was all about when when you open that box. It was all about getting done what needed to be done. And, I, you know, I, I like to catch. I love to catch game. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I prided myself in, you know, uh, uh, obedience and catching. You know, I don't I don't never really run a leash. Um, I could pretty much holler and load them dogs. I opened the tailgate, opened the box up, and I called them out one by one. You know, it didn't matter if I was on the side of a major highway or backwoods it didn't matter when i opened that box nothing come to the back until they were called um and, and that just took a lot of time with them you know mm-hmm. but you know we i tell you we sold dog food a long time ago and the reason we sold dog food was we tried to make enough off of it to help pay the feed ours right because it helped offset some of that cost yeah but, there's a lot. There's a lot of houndsmen that that go that route, you know. When you're keeping a lot of head of dog, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a lot of money nowadays, for sure. And and yeah. it was. I mean, you know, wages and stuff have went up a little bit now to help offset some of the costs, but it's still expensive. You bet. You bet. It's all. It's all relative, isn't it? You know. It is. Um, but but I guess moving ahead here. It, um so all this hunting and stuff we we got back into coon hunting and i i said well i'll buy a different light so when that time come me and daddy both because his had been put up a little while and we both went and got belt lights Mm-hmm. good lights nothing in the world wrong with them and then the cap lights hit the market well yeah I, I, eddie i said i was gonna i was gonna try one of these cap lights and you know if you can only imagine some of the old school folks I ain't trying that mess. It ain't going to last. You look how little that battery is. You, gotta, you know, I heard everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm going to sure try one. So I bought one. 
that was that was the Cajun voodoo. So I bought it. I mean, I got to that tree and the melodies really shined. And he said, I, I kind of like that light. And then all of a sudden he wanted to start wearing it a little bit. Then yeah. he wouldn't get it back to me. So I wind <laughs> up. <laughs> so, so just in conversation with the previous owner than me, um, I told him I was giving him a couple of ideas and I, and I see where they come from now because I get all kinds of ideas given to me now and <laughs> get people telling you what you can do and what you can't do. And, you know, the, the key to success is, you know, listening to what the end users have to say, you know, some have great ideas and some just highly impossible. Right. So he said, you got such a good idea. You want to buy it? I said, no, nah. I said, you messing around. You wouldn't sell this. He said, no, I ain't. I said, well, I'll tell you what you do. You call me back if you're really serious about it. I reckon a month or two went by and he called me and said, hey, you remember that conversation we had? I said, I do. He said, well, I'm serious about it. I said, all right. And so we went into talking some figures and stuff like that. And that's where it kind of spiraled down from there. <clears throat> Well, I've always had a fascination with lights because you work all day. Nighttime was pretty much your only time to play, and it all depended on a good light to be able to hunt or fish or, you know, I've even cut grass with my light on. So right. I bought it. I bought it in 2019. I was going to go pick up the stuff the same week everybody was going to Autumn Oaks of that year. So I wasn't able to make it in 2019, which hindsight i'm glad i didn't mm -hmm. um you know i'm not going to sit up here and say everything was was roses when i bought it because a lot of people know different um so i i i, I bought it and had a lot to learn real quick real quick as as a as you can imagine mm -hmm. and there, there's a lot to lights. A lot of people don't give all the light builders out here um, a lot of credit where credit's due, but there is a lot of a lot of thought and a lot of process and what makes the light and what can run it and what's too hot and what's too cold and just a lot of different variances. And I mean, it, it don't take but a little bit to make a big difference. And so between between a lot of reading, a lot of um, YouTubing, I have spent numerous of hours, numerous of hours. As a matter of fact, a lot of the engineers here in the U.S. know me by name because I was determined I was going to get the lights where they needed to be. And there, there's guys out here that just specialize in, in certain aspects of it. So thankfully, they, they were willing to help, which, you know, reflected in their sales if they were getting a commission or anything, because if they would help me, then I would buy the product from them, you know. And we went that route. My daddy's walked into shop some nights and said, what in the world do you got going on here? I said, well, I'm trying some different stuff on lights and, you know, I'd have them scattered out on the floor because, again, you can get them too hot or whatever real quick like in they can actually create a big issue and a lot of people don't realize that 
so we, we kind of got that under our belt and I had to fix a few lights um, at the beginning to try to get some issues res resolved that, that were out there already prior to me and I was unaware of. And we've took it and tried to build it back on a quality product with customer service. When you call me, I'm going to answer the phone. If I don't, it's because I'm on the phone with somebody else, but I will call you back. And we've we've pretty much started down at the bottom and and worked our way up pretty pretty sharp, I'd say. And for the month of November, if you are a Patreon supporter and you go to Cajun Lights, go to their website, you order a light, and you enter that code that you received from us because of your support on Patreon, you're going to get 10% off your order, and we are going to send you one of our new Leather Patch Houndsman XP caps. Another way we're trying to pay it back, if you're not a Patreon supporter, you can get there. All you got to do is go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the tab about supporting us, take you into Patreon, we'll get you all signed up. You can get cash in on some of these great deals. Another way we're paying it back. Now, what we were talking about, LW, was, you know, when you first bought the business and, and uh, you went up there to, to get the stuff and, and just some problem solving and, and different issues. But you and I have talked about, you and I have talked about the light industry in the past. And, uh, you know, let's just kind of break down, you know, components and, and where you're getting components and, and different things for these lights. And... Uh, you know, how, how you've kind of made some changes. Let's just talk about what some of the changes you started making after you purchased Cajun Lights. Okay. Well, I don't know if this part got cut off or not, but the uh, I had a lot to learn real quick when I bought lights, trying to figure things out. And I've, I've started finding some real good connections here in the States that were pretty knowledgeable on lights. So... You know their their title was engineers, and they they knew knew what they were talking about, and we took and and I'm I'm sure if you go in any any light builders shop, they got a box of stuff, if not more, that that they've tried to to try to make something better for the the hunters or the outdoorsmen, whatever it may be, with these lights. Mm -hmm. So. With that being said, you know, I've always been the, the pretty loyal type that if you help me, I'll work with you and as long as you're within reason. So, you know, these guys I got to dealing with and got to knowing and they got to know me, it became a business relationship with a with, with, with knowing each other's name when we called. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you know, I wanted to carry and put in these lights quality products. And that, that's been my goal since the very beginning is to, to have something quality that would work. So through these engineers and items they sell or offer, I mean, countless hours, we've come up with, with parts for these lights that I have, I have the, the, uh, the ability to call these engineers and say, Hey, you know, this is what this light's doing, or this is something I'm interested in trying or whatever it may be to be able to 
to have something I'm knowledgeable about and can get my hands on, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, I, I've always believed in customer service on my end, and I expect no less when I purchase something from someone. So, so you're not just going on Amazon and finding finding light parts and different things and having them shipped in. You know, you're taking this thing to another level where where you're talking about you know talking to people at the top of the game and in led lights and different things and the components that's what you're doing absolutely absolutely i mean you know this is this is one of the things there's you know anything you see in life there's somebody that does it for a living Mm -hmm. and whether it's making an led or learning how to resist it back to do this or do that or even to the light heads or whatever you know there's they're they're all out here right here in these 50 states knowing these things this is what they do for their living mm-hmm. and you know anybody that knows me i'm not a big texter uh, i forget the email sometimes um i didn't have no facebook till i bought cajun so i'm just simple old country boy so picking up the phone and talking to somebody means more to me than than any of the other above right so when yeah, that, I, that that text and email social media stuff it, it it feels to me like you know we're farther apart now than we've ever been and uh you know in in my site from my my place uh in houndsman xp you know a lot of people just want to one and done text send an email they don't have time to talk to people on the phone anymore and and that's what i was kind of saying after i lost you and filling in some blanks was thing that appealed to me about Cajun lights is you know you're like hey I'm building out behind the house and the shop and and uh I don't get good cell phone reception so leave me a message I'll call you back and and sure enough you did so I like talking to people too I think it's uh something that we're losing track of in our society but that's a sidetrack I want to ask you go ahead it's something on the head you know it's like me and you sitting here talking or anybody I talk to every day you know, texting, uh, there's a lot of keyboard warriors um, that, <laughs> that send you something that would never tell you straight up or whatever it may be. But you got some good down-to-earth, honest people. But when you talk to somebody, just like I'm talking to you today, I can hear the influx in your voice to know whether, you know, what's going on in the conversation. And you could sit here and text me the same thing and leave my mind in a thousand different ways. But I got way too much going on to wonder, is is Chris satisfied with his light or not? Is there a problem? You know, versus I can talk to you and kind of listen and and feel it out, you know, to know where I need to take that conversation next. Isn't that the truth, man? Even You know, when I was a supervisor, I'd tell the guys, it's like, hey, when I send you an email or a text, I'm just getting information to you. Don't try to read anything into it. If if you if you have a problem with something I sent you, then pick up the phone and call me, or let's get together and talk about it. But I, I don't don't read anything into it. I do it the same thing with the Houndsman XP team. You know, when I send out something to them, it's like, guys, I'm just passing raw information to you. Don't try to interpret what my mood is or how i'm feeling about stuff you're not going to pick that up i can't we can't do that in a text we have to talk that's right well and not, that's how you've built your business that's correct you know quality quality lights would would customer service you can count on if you if you call me and, and i'll make this out here because i've told a bunch of people if you call me and you don't leave me a message 
more than likely, I didn't even get the phone call. So don't be upset if I don't call you back. That's what I got a voicemail for. But a lot of people don't even like to leave voicemails no more. But, yeah. you know, I, I do believe in calling you back, whether I want to or not. I am going to call you back. And, you know, I, I'll give you another example. You know, we're talking about lights and quality and stuff like that. I build all these lights right here, piece by piece, put resistors on the switches, pin. I mean, there's there's so much that goes on into a light that, that you know, is unknown by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about like a new truck or anything you buy. You're going to have equipment malfunction. You can drive a brand new truck off the lot and it could break down two miles down the road or whatever. But that's why we all have warranties. Yeah. But with that being said, if I sold you a light and you called me a month from now and said, LW, my light's messing up. I don't take it as a light mess. I take it personally because I got my own time and, and, and everything else put into this light and I built it. So in my mind, I want to get it back. If you were close enough, I'd probably come get it just to see what the heck was wrong with it. Yeah. Because I know when it left, it worked. And I'm curious to what failed. Do I need to get something better? Is, is it going to be continuous? You know, a lot of different things start running through your mind. And then sometimes I'm an overthinker. I'm like, you know, it's just one of those bad parts that went bad. All I can do is make it right to you. So that's that's another thing, you know, with 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 buying lights and warranty and stuff like that, you know, is the, it all comes back to the customer service, you know, but again, when you building yourself, you, you take a little personal feelings with them as well. Right. Right. Well, our most light manufacturers, y'all, I mean, there's, there's a lot of lights out there on the market, LW. Um, it almost gets down in the trenches of, you know, like the Ford versus Chevy rivalry sometimes in this light industry. Uh, you know, when I'm walking down the, the big, events and and looking at different lights a lot of them look the same a lot of them you know so then you start bargain shopping and you're looking around but but how do you select the parts that go in your lights um what sets what sets cajun lights apart from from any other light that you might pick up on off of a table well you know you made a a bold comment and you know it's a it's a good comment really because i get the question asked to me sometimes mm -hmm. you know all of us light manufacturers we all get along we all got each other's phone number we can call it's no different than ford chevrolet dodge whatever it may be you have your preference um you know if if you got a cajun your buddy might get a cajun if you got a you got a toyota you know, and your buddy sees the way you got it rigged and how it lasts, they might get a Toyota. So that's kind of how it boils down as far as that. But what you're buying is the bells and whistles and the customer service behind the sale. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, everybody's got a little different niche in their light that they, they are pushing, you know. Um, all these lights out here today, they're plenty bright. I remember hunting with a flashlight and saw a bunch of coons. Now, was it bright enough to light the tree up? Absolutely not. Has the technology evolved to where it's a lot better? Yes, it has. But yeah. at the end of the day, all, every light maker out here puts a good amount of light up that tree. 
Yeah. So you're buying you're buying an investment that's going to last you. So that's what you're looking. And then if you have a problem, being able to call and say, "Hey, LW, I bought this light from you, and my battery's gone bad, or something's messing up on it, and you getting it fixed." That's what you're paying for: customer mm-hmm. service and uh, the bells and whistles you like. Yeah, it's uh, where where are you sourcing most of your parts though from though? Are you are you doing? Are the light supply houses out there? You know, it's it it comes down to a deal when that light's being built. You know, um, what are we what are we really looking at there? When when that light's being on your bench and it's being built, then what are we what are we truly getting? Are we getting stuff that's coming from China? Are we getting stuff that's you know, where's that well, stuff I'd, coming from? I'd be lying if I said some parts didn't come from China. Um, there's some parts that just can't get done here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But speaking for my light and my light only, because I don't. You know, that's, it's like Bush's baked beans. You don't share no secrets with other, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, I, I do try to source all mine here in the U.S. what I can. Because right. it boils back to the customer service I expect when I have an issue. And if I have an issue or I need something, if you've been good to me, I'm going to call you back. And I'm going to say, hey, this is what I'm looking for or this is the problem I'm having. And, you know, I kind of expect you to, to help me out. That's a, that's pretty, that's a pretty bold statement right there, LW, for a, for a manufacturer to, you know, make that statement says, Hey, I'm dependent on you. The guy, when you buy this light, this is a partnership deal. You know, you're paying me to build this light, but on the backside of it, you know, if you have a problem, pick up the phone and call me. Cause I want to make it right for you. I want to, put the best quality light out there and uh, that's an interesting way to look at it you know instead of instead of running off you have the light and and something goes wrong with it and you throw it in the pile and say ah things a piece of junk you know you're asking people call me let me know let me make it right i I want to know you know because i want i realize the cost of these lights but i also realize the cost that i have in these lights and the time that i have in these lights Mm mm-hmm and they're 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 buying an investment a lot of people and to know that they've got something that i'm going to stand behind or you know be able to to fix or work on down the road it it speaks volumes itself you know yeah yeah um as long as parts are available you know and that's that's kind of you know cajun's got a, a a longevity of a name bobby barber is the one that started it and to any key thing in life, I don't care if it's lights, your pack of dogs, your family, whatever it means, it all starts with a solid foundation. And I, I've never met the man. I've tried many a times to get his number to contact him. I would love to sit down and talk with him. But that fella put one solid foundation on Cajun. If it weren't for that, Cajun probably wouldn't be here today. But he put such a such a solid foundation under it with the quality he built that it's still here today and it's had its bumps in the road and we're trying to bring it back to where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you've also got, you also opened up a storefront there in, in North Carolina. You want to talk about that a little bit? Cause I think that's, that's one of the things that, that, uh, I think hurts 
I wish we could roll back the time, man. I remember as a kid hunting, buddy of mine had a, a supply shop and it was a gathering place for all the coon hunters. I bet I drove, I, it wasn't too far away from the house, but I'd try to be over there two or three times a week, you know, just sharing stories. The old timers would come in, you'd sit around, you'd listen, you'd, you'd just, there was a, there was a certain feeling you got from that, that store atmosphere and, and laid back. And today it's so easy. I mean, you got a high speed website. I can order anything I want from LW and Cajun Lights right off your website. But what have you seen? Tell us about your store and what you're seeing there. Well, that kind of comes with a story itself. So the, the fellow that I bought it from, his name was Billy Layton. Locally, we call him Pop. That's, that's what he's always been called ever since he was a little boy. And I mean, he was. He had anything a man could want in there, you know, um, mm-hmm. except, except guns and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, dog food, I mean, collars. He used to work on our CBs. I mean, he was a uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy. Well, going in as a little boy, I think I kind of wrote this up when I kind of made the announcement we bought it. You know, I'd walk in there and be like, man, it'd be cool to own a place like this one day. You know, mm-hmm. just, in, just in general thinking. Yeah. Well... I was actually at a little pound hunt. I had my nephew with me one night and my daddy, and we went to a pound hunt and a buddy of mine sent me a message where he put it up for sale. And I was like, you gotta be kidding. So I told daddy, I said, I'm gonna wait till Monday. I said, no, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call him tonight. I said, because I can see a lot of people wanting to get their hands on that. I said, Mm -hmm. since I've bought Cajun, I've had a lot of interest in other, other hunting apparatus you know from garmin to boots to vests i mean to to everything i said so i'm gonna call him i called him he said lw he said i appreciate you calling he said and i've already got two ahead of you i said well that's fine i just want to put my name on the list i'm I'm a firm believer if it's meant to be it's meant to be if it ain't then it just kind of goes away so he called me back the following week he's like um, can you come out here and talk to me? Well, I went and talked to him and kind of walked around the store and I said, let me think about it. You know, after I kind of looked and saw what, what he was asking and kind of come back and anyway, we negotiated and we made that deal. Uh huh. Well, you know, I thank the world of him and my daddy to a degree is the same way. They didn't want to, I'm trying to think of they didn't want to step up the times per se. Yeah. You know, so, so nowadays it's just like you said, you can get on your phone or internet or whatever, and you go up there and buy whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where it kind of held him back because he didn't want to keep the inventory per se. And I told him one day, I said, Pop, I said, I thank the world of you. And I said, you know, I think you've done well here. I said, you know, you're 70, 70 years old. You've, you've pulled your time here. I said, but you know, we're going to have to make some changes to, to make this thrive. I said, nowadays I said, people have access to the internet. I said, they can go right out that store there. If you ain't got it, order it and have it shipped directly to the house. And they ain't had to go nowhere. I said, so they're coming here for two reasons. Number one, they either want to support you or number two, the convenience of being able to support you here locally. Right. And he said, you know, I, I realized that. He said, I just didn't want to 
to sink that much money in. And I mean, there's a lot of money sunk in stores and inventory and so on and so forth that we carry and start hoping somebody's going to walk by and say, Hey, I'd like to have that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, you know, that's kind of how that store went. So I've went in there and we painted it and we cleaned it up and started carrying a lot of medications. And, you know, luckily through my life, I've handled enough dogs and seen enough mishaps and all this stuff that I have a good feel for what all is needed. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm a believer that if somebody comes in and wants something and I ain't got it, I'm going to order two of them. And some of, some one guy asked me one day, so why'd you order two? I said, because if he wants it, somebody else is going to want it sometime or another and I'll have it next time. Yeah. I said, or he's going to, a buddy's going to see him and say, man, that worked good. Where'd you get it from? And he's going to say, I got it down there at Cajun. And he's going to come by it. And then I'll buy two more next time. I have it for the next guys. I right. said, that's how business is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I like, I like the fact that, you know, you got the website, but then you can actually pick up the phone and, and call in and, and talk to somebody, you know, uh, in today's day and age, I mean, you look at social media, my, my feeds are full of advertisement for, for all kinds of stuff. And, and, uh, you know, you, you never know really what you're buying. And, uh, with a storefront, I think there's a value that's being lost in our hound hunting community where people can, can stop by and, and talk dogs and talk hunting. And we're losing that social aspect of it. But, uh, uh, I, I like the value of, of being able to put my hands on stuff and look at it and, and, uh, you know, just, just look at it. You never know what you're getting when you buy something over the, over the internet. Not for you're sure. Exactly right. You're exactly right. I, I just popped the cameras on the other day to look out there and I think I counted eight cab highs. Well, not cab, not all my cab highs, but eight hunters out there, you know, yeah. whether they were getting dog food or supplies or whatever, but it, it, they were all just sitting out there just having the biggest of conversations, you know. You, they ain't no telling what kind of stories were, were being told at that point in time, if you can only imagine. We need to put some microphones out there and capture some of that for the Houndsman XP podcast. Well, you know, that's one thing that <laughs> I asked when, when he saw me putting cameras in. He's like, are there going to be microphones on this? And, and Pop said, I, I don't know. So he asked me one day, I said, no, I said, I probably don't want to hear some of the stuff y'all got to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, you're right into other aspect too. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a hands-on buyer. I can look at something online all day. Um, I bought a trolling motor for my boat just to give you an example um, a couple years ago. And I had done fine where I was going to buy that, but I was scared to buy it because I couldn't see it. So I rolled up to a, to a store there and I saw it and put my hands on it. I said, this is what I want. I bought it from him for the simple fact, the same way I do like, I try to support local. I try to support businesses here. You know, even though some things ain't directly from here, if it ain't, you still have a job. Somebody has a job from here that has to ship it or take care of it, unloading it or whatever it may be. I try to shop local. It may cost you a little more, but you're looking out for your country. It's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Looking out for your community and, and stuff like that. You know, I, you, you you're buying you're paying you know just say you come somewhere and you've got to cost you 30 40 more dollars but you know what when it goes down you go back to that man and he ain't forgot he sold you that if he's any businessman at all and he's gonna try to help you get through it or or deal with the warranty part or do whatever it takes to to get it right for you because in small businesses and local communities 
you know, that, that sale goes much further than that cash register ringing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so where's the store located, LW? The store's in Hertford. Um, so it's about 15 minutes from the house here. Um, yeah. And then I took everything that I kept in the store. Um, I was already, I'd already started growing Cajun online, just didn't have the storefront. And I was already putting stuff at the farm with daddy to help, um, help him sell some stuff, you know, cause he sells a lot of feed and stuff as well. So I took that, uh, I took that and kind of mirrored both of them stores where they can come here or there and get what they want, you know, because like I say, where we're at big, big hound hunting, you know, mm-hmm. And they don't have to drive, slam to me. They'll call me and say, hey, do you got such and such at your daddy? Sure. You know, he, he's open. You can go see him. And it gives daddy something to do as well. Yeah, he, he travels with you to the major events and, and different things like that. We had this conversation a couple of weeks ago on the podcast about, you know, vendor numbers and, and different things at some of these big events. So, um, it, and it all goes back to that online sales deal and and it's one of those things where there you can't replace the value of showing up to these events and meeting your customer base you know keeping that personable side you know your business you're absolutely right um you know i go to these events sometimes and they, they almost make me feel like a like a like a celebrity or something you know they want to come by and talk, shake your hand, take pictures, whatever it may be, just because they've had a good experience with it. And me just being so humble and just laid back, I, I'm like, I've not done nothing fancy at all, you know? So it's, it's quite an honor to, to, to put out something that somebody's so happy with that they, they can't wait to meet you, you know? Right. Right. And, yeah, and I'm, I agree that that makes, makes all, all the, all the memories in the world, you know, I've, I've never really had that. And like I say, I've never looked at myself no different than, than anybody out here. Cause we all get up every day and put our britches on the same way, one leg at a time. So I've never, you know, held myself to any higher standard, except I'm, I'm building a light or trying to put something top notch out there, you know? Right. Right. Well, let's break down the lights real quick here and, uh, talk about those, those lights. I, I, let's start with the micro gator. Well, hold, hold on. I want to. I want to speak right. thing right quick. All so, right. So you're talking about my daddy. You know, he's uh, he's been my sidekick since I, I pretty much bought Cajun. You know, he's he's went to the shows with me. Um, a lot of people love him, met him. You know, he's a he's a great BSer. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and that's what people like, you know, and, and I'm so busy. It helps, it helps alleviate some of the pressure off of me, but you know, my daddy, he, uh, he, he's kind of been, he's the one that's mentored me, you know, my whole life. So I got a quick story I share with a lot of people that I've always thought was kind of funny. You know, earlier in the podcast, we were talking about him toting me and my brother through the woods and all growing up. Well, it ain't been two, three years ago. He ain't no old man, but he's slowing down some. And a lot of times we'll get hung up on a swamp or something. Like, I'm going to sit here on this log and wait for you to come back. 
so we locally one night Ed tree duck and we had done everything and got the dogs and was heading out and i said all right let's go and i didn't look back i was looking at the gps kind of walking out yeah and and i heard lw and i said yes sir he said you wait right there well growing up with a man that's <laughs> ain't you know he he's always been pretty tough on us i knew i was in trouble yeah and and that's one thing i can say that i do hate about cap lights with an older hunter or kid they look you dead in the eye with them blowing full blast and blind you. <laughs> I said, Daddy, cut your light out before you get on me here. <clears throat> so he said, let me get one thing straight with you right now. He said, I told you and your brother, little Taylor Randy Swamp, so many a night. He said, I ain't never leave y'all behind. He said, now that I'm getting older and ain't as fast as you, he said, I expect you to do the same for me. Do you understand me? <laughs> I said, yes, sir. He said, all right, now let's go to the truck. So <laughs> that was kind of one of them lessons that uh that I had to learn real quick. And it was it's always it kind of hit me to the heart when he told me that, and I got thinking about it afterwards. And I share it a lot now, especially the young hunters that you know I encourage them to take kids or the dads or you know adults that didn't have the chance to go because you know the more people we can get in the woods and show them the right way, the more advocates we got for us. You know they're not going to let somebody talk down on us. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's, there's a lot to be said for the Southern culture, you know, just the way you're talking about your dad right there and, uh, yes, sir. No, sir. You know, when, when you knew that tone and even, you know, I, I, I don't know how old you are LW, but, but, uh, um, you're no, you're no kid for sure. How old are you? I'm 41, 41 years old. And you still, when your daddy yells your name, you're like, yes, sir. Well, you know. it, it will, you know, I tell people, I said, when you, when you grow up like I did it, to, to this day, to this day, Chris, I would hate to go to my daddy and, uh, tell him I had done wrong or got in trouble, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that, that sort of thing. And, and, um, it's lost up here in my neck of the woods. Um, but I've always admired that out of, out of, kids that that i've been around and and seen them interact with their i mean they'll, they'll call me sir you know i know that when i'm in an event and you you come across this little hayseed kid running around and he's got his hunting gear on and and you speak to him and he says yes sir i know that that's a kid that was raised the right way and that's exactly right exactly yeah. yeah my i got a similar story only it's me you know when when uh my son was small. We got, we, we actually do have some hills here. Uh, and, um, we we're climbing this steep hill dogs treed up top. There was ice and it was kind of slick and stuff. And, and Jake wasn't very old. He's probably six or seven years old. He goes, we're going to climb up there and, and get those dogs. I said, well, you bet let's go. And, uh, he goes, this is slick. It's kind of hard to climb. He goes, will you help me? And I said, well, well, yeah, I'm going to help you. We'll get up there together. I said, thing of it is one of these days you're going to be helping me get up there and uh i gotta call him in on that he's 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 running around he's not hunting much with me but i'm gonna to have to remind him of that that little story there <laughs> yeah i tell you there's a lot of fine memories made in the woods there, there are there I'm, are yeah, there's there's plenty to talk about when it comes to that yeah yeah well let's uh let you race have I got permission to move forward and talk about your lights? Absolutely. <laughs> All Abs right. All right. Well, I, I'll tell you what. Let's start with that micro gator. I've, I've worn this sucker 
uh, more than I've worn, worn the Bayou. Uh, it's it just handy. I mean, I use it around the house. I use it to work on lawnmowers if I need something. That's a small light. And you talked about, you know, the first light you got was uh, was that night light. I had that night light too. But even the when I jumped up to the Sweet 16, uh, this little micro gator I can shine trees with it. I can fish with it. I can feed with it. I can do, you know, I can find bear tracks with it. So let's just start right there with that micro gator. All right. The, the micro gator is just a, a great little compact light. I mean, I sell it to, I mean, I've sold them from campers, people to camp, the truck drivers to, to hunters. And I mean, that's what they use. Um, what the micro gator is, is it has, the white the red the green and the switch to flip it the green and red to make that that amber color yep and it's uh it's just a great all-around light i mean it's something i wear every day personally i keep one in my truck you know whether i'm working on a piece of equipment or like say feeding up or whatever it may be um it's it's just a it's a bright light but it's a floodlight it has no beam to it at all it's just a great fluid is all it is yeah yeah it's a i i even featured that get micro gator on the go wild podcast uh their gearbox talk that's the one i took with me right and uh these deer hunt deer hunting guys were i mean they're mainly deer hunters and they looked at that and they thought man you know that'd be handy to have back in the truck and uh you know if you if you do shoot a deer and you're tracking and you know blood trailing a deer it's just a handy light absolutely sure. i mean I, I sell a ton of them little lights just cause of the longevity of the battery i mean you know um my brother he's in the trade of plumbing f- for a living and his guys pick them up at the shop on monday morning and they stay in their trucks all week long you know and and they put them back on charge friday night when they go home you know it's that just a good light yeah you bet all right the next step up would be the uh bayou right that's correct so it's kind of your middle market light tell us about that light so the bayou light is is a really light compact light i mean it ranges from 17 ounces to 20 ounces depending on what style hat you get um and it has all the features of the micro gator on it plus it has a main beam so that main beam it's a bright bright main beam but it just ain't quite got the punch that you know when you go to the rougarou or something like that mm-hmm. um but it's a great kids light a, a great light for somebody that doesn't need all the bells and whistles um i sell a lot to bear hunters fishermen kids you know it's it's you know even even guys that don't want all the lasers and all that stuff you know it's right there's there's absolutely you can't go wrong with it i guess would be the lack of better words right right and it is it is handy it's as hand it's not quite as handy for me as the the micro it's a little you know it's a little bit heavier but that's what i use to coon hunt with you know i i, I guess i'd i've kind of had this aversion from getting one of those lights that has all the little micro lights under it makes you look like you're trying to land aircraft and and things like that but the uh the bayou fits that real well and it is bright. It's it's as bright as anything I've ever used. Well, you know, I, I'll make this bold comment, I guess. Um, so when I'm going to a tree, 
I'll find most of my coons with with them little lights that are flooded underneath the bottom. You, bet. you know, I'm a firm believer, and I don't think you can prove me no different that them coons once you once you hit them with bright lights, they don't look these. When you're running a floodlight, it's kind of scanning that whole tree, and you don't know how many stories I hear week after week. I'm like, man, I, I love how that light just gives that whole tree coverage. It may not be as bright as some of the other ones out there because they're more focused and directed. But when you ever catch the eye of it, you got you got satisfaction knowing he was there. Yeah. Now, this time of the year especially, it's hard to really pull one out of them leaves. But if you catch his eye one time, you're like, well, I know he was there. Now, I, if I'm finding with the main beam, that's fine. But if not, I, I at least know he was there. Yeah. So I'll find a good, good 90% of my coons walking to the tree with, with that style light on. You bet. Let's, uh, let's jump up to the Rogaroo. What sets the Rogaroos apart from, from the, the, the bayou? Okay. So the, so the Rogaroo has an extra set of, of walking color on it. So it's dual white, red, green, and the switch that flips it to amber, um, so you're getting you're getting more light out there the the main beam is going to start standing night when you get up tall trees and stuff like that yeah because it's it's got a bigger head on it you know which is going to push it and it's a different style light in it as well and it also has the laser and you know i've i've i like I say people call me all the time instead of buying online they want to know well, what's the difference in buying the Rougarou to buy you? And, and I'll tell them, they were like, well, I don't think I'll need a laser. And it's like, do you think I need a laser? I said, well, I'll tell you this much. I said, if you're hunting, meat hunting, it's no better thing to have than something you can point that coon out to a kid or, mm-hmm. or somebody that hasn't hunted. Because when you're a coon hunter, there's a natural knack you start learning of what a coon looks like in a tree right. that not everybody can see the way they can bind up in some of these forks or they, they lay out on a big oak limb or whatever it may be so that laser you know i've had times i've took kids you know and i'm like you see that green laser i'm like yeah i said you see the coon They're like no i said well shoot that green dot then and they'll shoot it oh i got it now i got it now so they kind of take that and and as an asset to be able to to help them, you know, feel like that satisfaction of going, then they can go home and say they shot the first coon or whatever it may be. Right. Right. I'll tell you what, when, uh, we went from the old bulbs, you know, from the 5,100 style wheat light head to LEDs, it took me a while to readjust my eyes. And I saw a lot of people talking about this and heard a lot of people talking about how it just looked different. Even when we did that, and we'd been finding coons with those old style lights forever. You know, and then you shine that LED up there with true white light on it, and it changed the look of it. It took us a while to get used to it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I offer a natural beam, too, in the Rougarou because some people do not like that bright white or their eyes are are not able to adjust to that bright white. And and I'll tell you something else. You get down in these swamps where we hunt it a lot in in an old oak tree or a sweet gum tree in the wintertime when all the leaves is gone, and you blow just a, you turn that light on just as bright as it'll get, you'll blend a coon into the tree. I've yeah. seen it too many times. You know, I've tried to take videos and I couldn't even see the video for <laughs> the light blowing. And I'll had to click the light back a little bit so you can actually pull them out of it. You bet. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's technology. It, it never seems to amaze me. I, I, I enjoy it. I've always been hands-on learning this stuff and, you know, the, the lights are, are no different either. Right. Right. Well, W, uh, what other stuff you guys, you, you, you sell on there on your website and, um, I know you got some vests and, and different things like that. Yeah, well, last year we come out with a vest. Um, it's got three pockets on it. You can hold your Garmin, your water bottle, thermal, whatever it may be. Um, and, and them thermals, I know they're pricey, but they, they some get you out of the, out of the, uh, well, not get you out of, make you feel more satisfied with your dog because I've, I've found several, several coons that you'd have never find with a naked eye within thermal so uh-huh. you know that's something that's going to be popular i think uh there's some rule changes coming and stuff on that as well yeah uh, definitely a game changer but then you got uh so i, I you know i come out with that vest and you know all my lights are interchangeable you can take that micro gator and you can put it on that bayou hat or whatever but just unclicking it and sliding your head over I, I like something universal and that's the thing that i try to keep in mind when i design something is to have it universal to to what i build there um right we carry all types of wormers leads collars garmin um we just designed a new hunting coat this year that i haven't even put on the website yet Uh oh um and you know i've always i haven't seen that yet yeah yeah this i need to get it up there i just got them um they're they're really nice it just i like simplicity so it's it's just a nice heavy duty jacket with quilt lining inside of it um two big pockets on the front it's got your snaps if you want to carry your your garment or your thermal it's got an inside pocket and you know you can buy the hood separately you know i, I tell you i kind of build things based on what i like with a little bit of influence you know we talked mm-hmm. about earlier about people giving you ideas but well, breakfast is the feedback of champions i've always believed that so <laughs> uh, I I, I kind of listen, but you know I'm kind of stubborn in my own way sometimes, and like what I like. Um, but I wanted I, when I designed it, I said I want something classy enough you can wear out to eat if you want to, but tough enough to work and hunt out of. There and, you go. Uh, you know through 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 the design process, uh, I think we nailed it. Yeah, yeah. What else you got for us? Well. I'll just leave it at this. If I ain't got it, I can get it. And if I can't get it, it probably just can't be gotten. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. that's where we want to grow it to is to be able to support and and help the houndsmen out here and enjoy what makes them happy, you know, and make the memories and like I have had growing up and still have, you know, taking kids or going with my dad or whatever it may be. Right. Right. Well, W, I, I appreciated working with you and, and uh, I'm glad to have you on board as a sponsor. And, and I like the fact that, you know, one of the things you said during the podcast is loyalty is big with you and it's big for me too. And, um, so I think, uh, I think as we move forward and, uh, you know, in in this adventure we're on this journey we're on together i i i really appreciate you 
Yeah, and I appreciate all y'all do, you know, trying to be advocates and teaching and learning, you know. I, I tell you right quick how simple I was. I, I tell people how simple I was, but you remember the first time you met me, I told you I, I didn't even know where podcasts were or how to download it, and I just give you my phone and say, show me how to get to it. Right. So, you know, I, like I said, I didn't have Facebook or nothing up until I bought Cajun, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm not – I'm more about talking to somebody, and if you can show me, show me. I want to learn, but, you know, uh, talking means more to me, and you just taking my phone and showing me that, well, you picked up a listener as well that day because I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we we enjoy enjoy helping people out. and It's been a learning curve, you know. When we first started, I did videos and stuff for people, how to find podcasts. It, it's, a, it's a new medium in the media, in the media world, you know, a new way for – people to get stuff out there it's been around for several years but uh uh yeah we've had to, we've had to do that do that kind of work a lot and and um uh, but anyway well i'm man, not old but i'm not but i'm old school if that if that goes together that plays well man i, I don't think i'm old either but uh people are starting to tell me different and <laughs> but uh but yes it, when i started the podcast i didn't even i barely knew what a podcast was too and um we had to i did the same thing watching youtube videos and and different things on how to put this thing together so it's been a it's been a learning process but well, if, we, said, if we if we stop learning job, got something to be proud of well thank you thank you uh well w i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up buddy i know you you got all kinds of stuff to do today I, i'm surprised you even had time to sit down and talk with me today uh, well as busy well, as guys you are there's always plenty to do, but I appreciate the opportunity to, to be able to come up here and speak. And anybody listening to this, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put my, uh, my number right here. You can, you can Google it or my cell phone number is two, five, two, eight, six, two, five, eight, five, four. Um, you know, I, I ain't afraid to give you my cell phone number because I'm going to answer it. If I don't answer it, it's because I'm involved in, something but if you leave me a message i will call you back i've answered calls at 10 11 o'clock at night you know yeah so four o'clock in the morning is a good time to call then absolutely if i don't <laughs> answer, i'll call you it up. <laughs> uh, all right lw well hey buddy you have a great day and uh look forward to look forward to talking to you in the future yes sir thank you a lot all right until next time you follow your hands and i'll follow mine <laughs>